0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Two
1: experienced managers and industry professionals, Blasco of Mercenary Management and Basis in Ozzy Osbourne's band, and Zach Sabbath, and Mike Mowry of Outerloop Management, bring you insight to their take on the modern-day music business and how they mentally approach the profession of management. Week in and week out, they discuss hot topics in the music business for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow, helping them uncover some of the mysteries that is the challenging business of rock and roll. The managemental Podcast, available at JabberjawMedia.com. Does this scarf go with this Gojera t-shirt? I liked this band before they were a band. Mom, could you sew this patch on my
0: jean vest? Are you guilty of making such statements? If you said yes, then you could be suffering from Metal Hipster Syndrome. Signs may include being a vat of useless metal knowledge. Yeah, but that's not the original lineup. Mistaking success for selling out. They were good until they made money for being good. Wearing skinny jeans with perfectly placed holes right above your knees. My
2: feet are blue.
0: And a blatant lack of friends. Everyone else is stupid. If somebody you love is showing symptoms of metal hipster syndrome, it is important for you to stop talking to that person immediately Or risk infection. I got a bottle of Shiraz now. I'm ready to listen to Goat Whore on vinyl. Why do I want to smoke tobacco out of a pipe? What's happening to me? Metal hipster syndrome. Don't be that guy.
1: This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spite. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Just so you know. Hello. Just so you know. Okay. I don't smoke out of a pipe or drink Shiraz, whatever the fuck that is. But But, but, but my Goat Vinyl vinyl's coming next
0: Friday. <laughs> there we go. What's going on guys? It's the Metal Sucks podcast back again. <laughs> I'm one of the hosts, Brandon Hahn, and I'm always joined by the other host.
1: Resident metal hipster, I guess. Yes. Petra Spich. Yes. Yeah.
0: You are a metal hipster.
1: Well, I, know. I I I'm glad you made fun of me. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. So, it
0: was good. It was but good, I mean, you but did, yeah, it was good. But you're not like mean metal hipster though.
1: You're no, not like I wouldn't I would never Like it's obvious on this show like you're the brains, you know. No. Well, I don't know if it's obvious, but I I think I think I think it's obvious your brains are never quite attentive <laughs> right? yeah but yeah, that's true that when i do say something you're back on track well
0: yeah i mean you know i'll catch something shiny out of the corner of my eye and then i completely forget what the fuck we're talking about and then i gotta look to you to yeah. save
1: this show i'll and then- tell you right now one of my favorite moments of the day is making you watch that dying fetus video Oh Ooh. man! <laughs> so anyways our interview today guys trey williams dying fetus very excited um, one of, I mean, just one of my old time, I don't know if people know this, but I did a movie back in the day called Damn Yankee Day mm-hmm. and the villain in the movie, we made him wear a dying fetish shirt. Okay. <laughs> like this. Yeah. I like I like it. Probably. You could probably go. Probably First go, off. I love how you go. I don't know if people know this. No, they, no, no one knows, knows that. it. Nobody no, knows
0: that. you don't have an IMDB page, Pete.
1: <laughs> I do. Do you really? Yeah. But it's not like, it's, it's, it's from back in the day. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can find uh, Damien Chakie on the the trailer on YouTube. I'm sure. The, the trailer. What about the movie? I think the movie's on there too. I gotta look it up. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't research. I didn't know I was gonna talk about the fact that we made the villain wear a dying fetus shirt. I, and he had a line in the well, movie. He goes, "Where's my dying fetus?" And he puts the shirt on before he kills people. That is a true story for so anybody that's words, seen this film. So in other words, like he wears he wears the dying fetus shirt, and yeah. it's almost like a Punisher skull. Yeah. So he can't go out there and do some killing without his dying fetus shirt. Well, I mean, nah, I mean the plot of the movie ain't he ain't exactly like that. Oh, okay, you know, but I'm just saying he grabs his, he says, thought, where's my th- dying fetus." He puts on his shirt. The music's fucking uh, rolling through, and then uh, he goes out there and does his thing. Like I thought maybe you know, I, I play a cop, so I'm not, I'm not that guy. Well, I thought I'm maybe the like cool the dying
0: guy. fetus shirt was almost like a, you know how like this the legend of Samson where it's like he had that long hair and that was where his power came from from half baked. Is that no, not Samson? Not Samson. No, there's a there's <laughs> Cuban B. Yes. Cuban B. Yes. Cuban <laughs> B. Sorry, man. I'm 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 uh Yeah, you are you're you're definitely
1: loopy. So am I today. This uh, is gonna be a very interesting episode. Both of us are running off low sleep. But we get like I said, as long as you guys know that Trey Williams is coming up, we're fine. Dude, but it's, anyways, <laughs> back to dying fetus, though. Dude, that new video. Die with integrity.
0: Dude, it's 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 like it's almost like when you're watching like a, a Tarantino fight scene from Kill Bill, but it's t- it's a western and it's just it's like Tarantino with violent. rape. Yeah, yeah. It's Tarantino violence, but also mixed with like trauma.
1: Yeah, you know all, what I'm saying. All I know is that uh, I remember this is the same guy that did the uh, I think it was Mitch Massey was his name that did the cattle decapitation video the gender reassignment one, and uh, that one was so low budget, it was so brutal, like it really hurt my feelings. But this video. The oh, yeah. budget's been raised. Yeah, there's, act, there's, there's actors. actors there's there's, I mean, there, well, I mean, there was in the other one, but it was just like it was just really just a grotesque scene that you were looking at in the cattle cap. this one? He had a budget. Yeah, it looks like a a, a Tarantino western violent kind yeah. of scene. I, it's I mean, right on. It's think, it's almost it's, Django-ish. Yeah, uh, Django. Yeah,
0: ish. ish. It's like it's like it's like Django on steroids. Like that's how violent this
1: is. This this could have easily been a scene. But it's Steroids and meth. And crack in Django. No, I, I in, think that's a very good yeah, yeah. Uh, assessment. Combine part. those things in a Red Bull. If you guys got a good stomach, definitely check out that Die With Integrity video. Dude, it's we are brutal. gonna actually play the song later. So the, the song's my favorite song on the record right yes. now, currently. And so when I hear the video, it's like I almost tune out the song because I'm just watching the violence. Like, <laughs> dude, there's so a part I can't have both like of my 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 eyes and my membranes working like and my dude. ears at the same time. It's too many senses. There's a part once. where there's a part where like he just basically rolls into this whorehouse he starts
0: shooting people. And then he's there's a part where he's like sawing someone's head off, and I'm just like, Whoa! And he
1: pulls it off, and he just pulls it off all slow, and you see the meat stretch, and it's just really brutal, dude. Brutal. So, yeah, if you guys got the stomach, definitely check that one out. I'm not going to recommend the Cat of the video, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well, that's real. No, it wasn't real, but it was just it was the gender right, Like, well, I thought the maybe, gender, uh, the video, it was like, oh, um, you didn't see it. No, y- yeah, you were like, no, you're not watching it. I no. can't, I can't watch I it. I actually that's made like the mistake South Park of re watching it before Die with Integrity just to, to get my mindset in the right place. And I'm like, oh, dude, this well, is gonna be bad. Well, that's like you watch the uh, uh, remember that one South Park where they showed actual footage
0: of a gender reassignment surgery, yeah. And... I mean, they really showed
1: it. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Like when the guy's Mr. penis. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the guy's
0: yeah. penis gets slit right down the middle. they just like, whoa, whoa. I mean, I, I can't believe they showed it on TV. Yeah, the, really? um,
1: the cattle decapitation video was like uh, he t- they took the two people from the Westboro Memphis church or something like that mm-hmm. with those signs. Yes. And they just fucked them up, man. Oh, man there was like drills and so- butts. And I mean, I know, pull out a tampon. It was too much for me. That it was one. too much. This but, one, but the thought with the though, budget, But the thought of it. Was okay. Very satisfying. Yes, the thought was great. But this one was you know what's funny is when I saw Cattle Decapitation um live this last time, they played the song, and I, I felt like the icky in my stomach <laughs> when they Real, play it wow. live. I'm like, Oh, this that video wow. it comes back. Sounded, there is You sounded you can't very say, you can't say icky? It's not you, metal hipster yeah, enough. for Wow, you? wow, very masculine. It's
0: I felt icky in my stomach. It <laughs> <laughs> just it's so icky.
1: So we got to talk about the uh, big news this week. I mean, the main story. We're going to go through all the parts of this wonderful story for uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Now, you know, full disclosure... We are friends with Chris Kale. Yeah, Chris you know, Kale. He's a, buddy a great of mine. dude. I mean, Brandon even wrote a, a fantastic bit that Chris did for him. Uh, beard strong. Beard strong. Google beard strong. You'll see my alopecia face in that video. It's there. <laughs> it's it's full blown alopecia very face, looking very, um, in there. very sad alopecia face. So uh, you know, um, and we are from Vegas. They are from Vegas. So obviously, there is going to be ties to all that stuff. But the uh, the point is, is that um, we're just going to tell the story as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan Moody had another meltdown on stage in the Netherlands. Um, he was late to the show. This is part one. There's like four parts that go through. He was late to the show. Okay. Um, They had, you know, Tommy from, uh, I saw him with, I'll tell you this, I saw Tommy Vex, I saw him with Divine Heresy and I'll give him mad credit because he had a, at the time when I saw him with the band, he had a uh, cast on his foot, mm-hmm. and he was jumping up and down with one leg while singing songs. Dude. he was an opening act. And I'm like, this guy, this guy is a wants, tough dude. Yeah. He's a, he's, I'm just saying. So he definitely uh, – He's I, an artist. I will always have respect for Tommy Vex on that, on that front right there, and I, and I do really actually like Divine Heresy, um, even though they got a, a different singer. That's not the point. So Tommy came out, sang the first two songs. Um, at, at the show, which can you imagine if you're like seeing? I oh, don't dude, know. if I go to pay for it, I pay for to go see a band, and I'm not, and then, and the, and then and another sudden, lead singer yeah, comes up, unbeknownst
0: out? to me, someone else shows up. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean,
1: the momentum's kind of like fried there. Yeah, it's yeah. a little strange. Yeah, and then imagine that the actual singer comes out three songs later. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what the fuck? You couldn't wait for me? So, uh, so the show is awful. It's embarrassing. There's fighting backstage, and you got to understand something about Five Finger Death Punch, guys. These aren't twenty year old kids. These are like forty year old men. Yeah, like I mean, they've been at it for a they've long been time. at it forever. Yeah, you know, I mean, like with like even, even Ivan if, Moody was in Motor Grader. We saw them a couple times. Yeah, and um, I mean, they were in they were in several bands. Pretty much all those guys were in several bands yeah. before this. Yeah, so they, I mean, they're
0: career musicians.
1: Yeah, the the yeah exactly. Uh, the guitarist Jason Hook was in mm-hmm. many bands. So the point is, is that these guys made it. And they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. They had everything wrong. Their ageism was a factor. The sound was a factor. It was dated when they came out. You know, the whole new metal type of sand that they have. Um, and they still made it. Yeah. The name of the band, one of the worst names of all time. I'm Really? Sorry. You like that I, name? I Fire think it's cool. punch? You do? I think it's cool. I didn't like the name. I was like, wow, this is got to I immediately thought of uh, Kill Bill. All right. Well, so all those things to me played against them. I was like, what is going on here? So anyways, but they made it. Cannot and, and like I said, when a band like that makes it, it makes me really, really happy because that is a gateway. And all the people that are like, "Oh, fuck you, Pete." No, that is a gateway to Dying Fetus. You you might not be aware of a thirteen year old kid that's screaming, "Lift me up," with uh, you know Rob Halford and, and Ivan, but he's going to get into heavier shit. Okay,
0: uh, yeah. I, well, first, he's going
1: to go to Pantera. Well, first off, he's going to go to Death Metal. Well, first off, though, fuck you, Pete. Yes. And uh but. <laughs> I, I, First off, metal hipster, metal hipster, for, uh, d- defending five figure death. Uh, punch. Yeah,
0: please. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I really do think that the way they did it. Uh, I mean, it was really Zoltan that started the whole band. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's his band. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, is when you when you look at all the problems with the band, and that's number one, that's just hard as it is. I mean, it's like all those guys have a unique look. Every single one of them has like a unique thing mm-hmm. that they bring to the table. Yeah. And every you can market all those guys. But at the same time, I mean, when you, have that, when you have that many people, when you have that many people, there you go, pro, pro move. Did, did you me? hear it? Yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to have that many people, that many egos on the stage, you're definitely going to have some clashes. It's just how it goes. You,
1: you, have, you have all these guys, like I said, they're all career musicians. They're all career musicians. They're all very good. But I also think that when they started this band, they didn't think that they were going to get where they're at. That's that's what always drives me. It's like, you guys probably did this like, hey, we just got to make some music. Dude, this is our life. This is our thing. Let's just ride this out, and maybe we'll be as famous as El Nino one day. I don't and they went that's... to an echelon. They I went to th- a corn factor. They went to a big, like, if you go to the last 10 years, the major rock bands, Five Finger Death Punch, Avenged Sevenfold, these are the bands. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're probably uh, of, of the two of the last, let's just say, 10 years.
0: Well, what it is, though, is they have this digestible... Form of metal. I mean, let's face it. Metal isn't for everyone, you know. So it's like when you well, can, they're not. I mean, y- when you when you when you go out there and you put a bunch of songs like let, let's face it. I mean, uh, a lot of their songs are definitely like don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? There's a lot. Of, that's a, that's definitely like they a running preach theme. To a
1: very uh, strong-based American audience, male male yeah, audience, male well, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, there's say a, lot of, women, there's a lot, lot of women. Too. There's I a lot of women. There's a lot of women
0: that listen. But what I'm saying is, is like their that demographic message, is big. Yeah, that message. The, the message for a lot of their songs is pump. You know, pound your chest, and you know, it's something that you would expect a UFC fighter to
1: walk to the ring to. You know ah, what I'm saying? Don't do that. I'm also a boxing hipster. For people who don't oh, know, super and boxing this Mayweather, hipster. and yeah, we're going to the Kovalev Ward fight. Tonight in Vegas, right me and you. And uh, this Mayweather, I don't want to, uh, we shouldn't talk about yeah, the show. So I was I'll about go to say, yeah, I guess what off. happened?
0: Metalheads are checking the fuck they out. They checked right out. Now.
1: All right, never mind. So back to, uh, yeah, like they didn't check out a Five Freaking Death Punch. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so back to the story, guys. Um, so Ivan, pretty much, let's just blame the entire show on Ivan's addiction problems. He blows it, the rest of the band, they play 57 minutes, they bounce, they're off. Point they're off key. It's a horrible show. The fans of the Netherlands do they they packed the Netherlands. They had like three thousand people there, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. Um, shit like, show. That's like
0: everyone in the Netherlands. It, all three thousand people, all three thousand residents. Hey, they showed I'm <laughs> just
1: saying. In the Netherlands, three thousand people is a lot. I know that's what i saying. But uh, anyway, so um, I don't know the population. We might be assholes. No, and we might find out there's like five million people. That actually,
0: live there. you know what? I'm thinking of Greenland.
1: Yeah, I think you're Greenland's thinking of the wrong like, joint, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, no, wait, Iceland. I'm thinking of Iceland, where there's like population twelve. Fuck this Mayweather-McGregor <laughs> fight. We'll both do this. We'll both tune them out. If you want, this is this is garbage. We got a lot of European listeners. Please
0: hit for us for boxing up. fans and,
1: and UFC fans. This is garbage. Hit up the Metal Sucks podcast on the uh, Facebook and let
0: us know for right or wrong about Iceland, <laughs> Netherlands, idiot. <laughs> no, I said Iceland or Netherlands. Or Greenland. It's pretty much like, So anyways. It's one big election. Of, I don't know where the hell it's at.
1: So we're waiting. Uh, so obviously the internet catches hold of the nonsense. Ivan Moody's done this many times. He did it in the States. You know, they had Phil yeah. singing for him. Uh, they had uh, Bruce Dickinson's son singing for him to finish up a tour, you know, just recently. When, we, when they were at the T-Mobile out here for the Shinedown tour, it wasn't Ivan. It was, no, no, he was there. Oh, it was Ivan. He was there. I apologize.
0: But he did go off on, but he did kind of make like a snide remark at Shinedown's expense, though. Like, Shinedown went out there, and I mean, look, I know this is a metal podcast, but I mean, I was there, and th- I was there, and the crowd totally gave it up for him. I mean, they they killed it. Shinedown did a great job. No, I am And uh, afterwards, and they had like this, and in their back, the behind the drum set, they had like, you know, some, like, I wouldn't say fireworks, but like, you know, the sparklers and shit that you... They put behind a band. Sparkles are yeah. fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, that's what happened. And then, so anyway, Five Finger goes up there, and then... Hometown? Yeah, hometown, and then Ivan's like,
1: yeah, you know, we don't need any
0: fucking firecrackers or whatever behind us. And it was just like, why did you have to do that?
1: Yeah, so... Like, why
0: did you have to do that?
1: But this is the problem, is that, you know, he's being the dick in the band. I mean, we saw this our entire life growing up with Phil Anselmo. You yeah. get this sense sense of fame and lead singers. Some of them, they just... Fucking think they're untouchable Well, he does write the majority of the songs Him and Jason Hook write the majority of the songs Who? Zoltan? No Oh, oh, Ivan? Yeah Oh, I didn't know any of that Yeah, I, yeah I, Dude, I'll be dude, I don't want to sound like a total dick But I, I don't have any I don't know Five Finger Death Punch too well I know that song with uh, Rob Halford And uh, I know the song with uh, well, Jasta at- And like the Maria... I have one record I have the one with uh, working
0: here working here at the state working here yeah, at a rock Radio... Yeah, i work at a rock radio yeah.
1: station in las vegas
0: k o m p ninety two point three and it's like we, we we these guys are all... they 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 were always in the studio you would always see them all yeah. the time and they were always like very nice guys see, even ivan ivan was a as a sweetheart like totally when you meet him you yeah. know but it's like when the guy's going through problems and then You know, and on top of that, too, when you're going through like when you're going through substance abuse problems, you know, obviously there's depression that goes along with that. And when you and when you're depressed and there's things that are going on in your head, you don't really know. There's things where you
1: take everything for granted. You take
0: everything for granted, and then what you do is you eventually you end up popping off. You think you're a bigger deal than what you are. You you know, and you put this you put this sense of importance on yourself.
1: You're a professional singer and apologist. Yes, that's what happens with addiction. People become apologists. They're like, my job has to be to forgive my actions because I can't control my actions because of a substance. And
0: honestly, I want to give it up to uh, I want to give it up to the band because you know, as of right now. Uh, you know they're gonna. They're he's not I, fired. I, he's not
1: fired, but he's, he's not, not doing the tour with them. So no, they're they're going through with the, with Tommy Vex the, yeah. the way. and 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 but what that's the last is, part of the story, right? Is that what we're saying? But so let's let's go back a little okay. bit. So Five Finger Death Punch ignores this obviously for a little bit. Then they put out. I a, wouldn't say they ignored. No, they didn't it. ignore it. But then they put out a press release being like, eh, right, not a big deal. So fans were like, that's what you're gonna give us. They obviously didn't take that well, and they shouldn't have. And then they come back with another press release. Look. Two days before the Austria show, I believe it was the next show, Ivan's going to—and then Ivan apologized, you know, said that, you know, felt the guilt, felt the reaction mm-hmm. of the actions, said he's going to go home, go back to rehab, get his self straight, which would I think would everybody that's a fan of the band wants to hear that, you know, all right, dude, get your shit in order, you know, um, and do all that, even though it's been going on for two years, because— you can make fun of people like this. You can, they can be punching bags, But then, like Scott Weiland was for the last two years of his life. But then when he passes, we're all like, fuck. Right. Don't make fun of these dudes. Mm-hmm. Don't beat up on these dudes. All right? They might have made it to a level that most of us will never make, but, but they're not handling it. Who says we could? Well, the problem that I have with people making fun of guys like that is, like, I can't... I don't know what, how
0: you can't put yourself in their shoes, how you can't understand... We've all apologized. You for know, something. yeah. I, we've all we've all done something incredibly out of line. I mean, you know, Pete and I have known each other for over twenty years, and we've said extremely fucked up things to each other.
1: Yeah. And it's like... And then We've made bits about each other pretty much hurting our feelings. Right. Yeah, completely. Right, We, right. we save Papa Coach bits on, on our Papa computer. Coach. Fuck you. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> See? I read you, son. I know. Exactly. You know my... Anyways. Um,
0: but, but what I'm saying is, though, is like you end up saying these things, especially when you're a passionate person and an artist and an artist. I mean, let's face it. When you are an artist and you're writing these lyrics and you're pouring your heart and soul into these lyrics... And people are buying into you. All it does is inflate your ego, mm-hmm. and then you buy into your own bullshit. And then one day, yeah, and then, you, you take everything for granted. You take everything for granted, and then next thing you know, you end up saying something fucked up to a friend or a coworker or something. And then you, and then you take a step back and go, "I really didn't mean that." I probably should go apologize.
1: And yeah. that's and that's exactly what ends up happening. Every single time. Exactly. Professional apologist is what happens in, in two. And like I said, but meanwhile, the whole time, Ivan loses fans as he goes. And the band's aware of that, but the band's sticking to him. Now, the next thing the band did that was really cool is, is this that... Is the next part? Is, is this part well, four? No, part three <laughs> of the story. Dude, it was a long story. It was like every day, right? Part three of the story was, the uh, you know, Ivan apologized after the band put out a, a stupid, like, kind of... Thing And then Zoltan kind of said, hey, there's no one member that matters in this band. This band is more than that because of their growth, which is also kind of weird. And then they said they're going to continue on the tour. And then what they did that I think is really commendable is reroute their entire tour, go back to the Netherlands, and play a free show for those people. Mm-hmm. Now, bands have done this through, through and through. They've fucked up concerts. We'll be back in a couple of years. We'll figure it out. Five Ring Death Punch is figuring this out in a week. Yes, that's commendable as hell. Yeah,
0: exactly, and that's and that's and when you do see something like that, it like shows when you, they
1: really care about their fans. Exactly. So, like when you see when you see
0: a band go out there and take it for granted, and they're just like they go out there and they're fucked up. The whole band sucks. Everything's off. Yeah. You know, I've seen. I mean, we've seen Scott Wyland before, completely trashed.
1: I saw. Yeah, we saw his TP one time. He Couldn't even stand up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like and you
0: and you're you're just standing around going, what the fuck? That what is this? The mic stand was a crutch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but but he didn't come back. No. You know, and my thing is, is like that's why that's why I don't like it when other when bands just kind of like, oh, we had an off night. It's like, no, that's one thing you got to give it up for Five Fingers. Say what you say, whatever it is. I I understand that they're not the most popular band on this on this forum, on this website. You know, MetalSucks.net. But at the same time, when's the last time we saw a band do that? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't even recall
1: of a free show, not just coming back. Oh, we could talk about Five Figure Death uh, Punch because we got Dying Fetus coming up. That's, you know what I'm saying? So we're allowed, it, we're allowed to talk about this on the show. What another because plug. Because we got. What another plug. Hey, man, I'm the wrong one to fuck with today. Do you, oh, wow. <laughs> <like how> you <laughs> another plug. When's like, that come out, by the way? I like that. What's that? June 23rd. Thank you. Anyways, Thank make you for sure, if you guys question. haven't pre ordered the, the fucking new Dying Fetus record, come on. Reign Supreme is probably in my top 10 death metal records, but back to Five Finger Death Punch. Ooh, there's a bad segment. Whoa. <laughs> right? What happened to your attention deficit? Jesus. I don't know, man. Wow. I try to get through this story. fetus uh, 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 <laughs> Oh, and
0: by the way.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and exactly. So that's the whole point is that they're doing the right thing in spades. They're coming back with Tommy Vex. They're not coming back with Ivan Moody. Um, and then that brings the question. I mean, as a band, this is not the first time. This is the third documented time, there was a time in Memphis that he completely went off the rails. He left the, the most recent American tour, right? Um, and now they are, uh, I mean, they're even in a lawsuit right now where the, the label did say specifically they're trying to cash out because Ivan Moody's going to blow up, right? right. So the, he just probably made the lawsuit even worse because Prospect Park has a more room to stand on because he left this tour, right? And now you're here where you're doing another tour in Europe, Doing the right thing by everybody, but without your lead singer, do you fire him at this point? <sighs> that's def- it's, it's a difficult Changing Lead singers is extremely tough. It's extremely especially when tough. you have, especially with somebody who writes most of the songs. But especially that's true too. But especially when you have a a, a voice. Like I said, Bruce Dickinson to Blaze Bailey was a very tough change for people. Like it, there's a voice there that we hear. You can't change certain bands. Uh, the Five Finger Death Punch uh, singer voice you know I, I think can maybe be changed in a way but it, i mean bands that get away with it and they have throughout time acdc did it you know right. i mean i guess they recently did it too with Axel rose technically mm-hmm. you know um uh it's harder for a band like this to maintain fans because you're gonna split them 50 50
0: you are and it's you might end up with like a queen's
1: situation where which worked like- out for them uh Bro, I've seen him live I think four times with Todd and Todd kills the shit and saying, it's packed.
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying Todd doesn't kill it, but what I'm saying we is We saw the, Skid Row. But with no fucking, no no I'm not talking about know, that. I'm it talking was about with uh, ZP. But I'm talking so about fans are split though. Like yeah, with the Reich thing, where it's like, you know, do we go see Jeff Tate with Queens? Uh, uh, Jeff Tate? Well, how did how did it go? It's like you had Reich and then, and you, then had you had Jeff Tate. Is
1: operations Mind crime. He, he calls his band operations oh, mindcrime. Okay. Because for a minute though, it was Jeff Tate's
0: Queensryche. That's right.
1: Yeah, for a minute they they, they made it all stupid, but then like uh, and then they, the, the lawsuit got settled, and now Queensryche's Reich. Queensryche. They put out a, a great record last year. They with Zeus fucking producing it. It was a great record. Uh, and, uh, so they, they, they're on top right now. I think they're more popular now than they were maybe, maybe since they did mind crime too, you uh, know, but like uh, okay. for, for, if they continue with Jeff Tate, I don't think they'd be on the same level. Is uh, I'm saying? no, I definitely disagree with that. But my thing is, okay. is like, I disagree
0: with that, but,
1: uh, it's just
0: very hard to, co- again, when you, when you look at bands like ACDC, how rare is it for you to replace your lead singer when you're on top? Mm-hmm. And then still stay on top. I mean, they the only way, ACDC, it was just one of those situations where, okay, we're going to bring in Brian Johnson, and then we're going to release one of the greatest rock, you know, hard rock metal albums ever, ever, ever created. The Back in Black is top 25. That's what I'm saying. No it is, it's, its It's a masterpiece. So... You have to do something like that when you replace a lead singer. You have to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. And ACDC, and this is the difference between ACDC and Five Finger Death Punch. Back in the day, I mean, ACDC, let's face it, they're, it's basic, basic riffs. But they sound amazing because Angus Young is so good. He makes, They're easy things to play, mm-hmm. but he makes it sound so good. And but and now, you know, you fast forward to, though, how many of those, how many, you can't use a basic riff like ACDC and stand out.
1: But popularity for bands on that level, if I may, ACDC, I guess, is a little bit more popular, but just stay with me. Judas Priest did it. It didn't work out. Uh, Maiden did it. It didn't work out. You know, there was, I mean, I saw Maiden on, I saw Priest with Ripper Owens. I mean, they packed the house of blues. Don't get me wrong. Anthrax, as much as we are John Bush promoters, oh, and we're all about it, let's be honest, as far as dude, it's people the in the theater, it didn't work out. When
0: you, when you look at – you so, you're right. And when you look at Antirex, Even though I'm
1: all about John Bush, that's the era of Anthrax I love. I saw them live with John Bush quite a few times. The one reunion tour – actually, I saw them three times now with Belladonna, and it's tripled the amount of people. Yeah. It I is. mean, well, it's just being honest. It's just right? –
0: well, because when you release a timeless album – see, as much as I love Sound of White Noise – Yeah. And as much as I love the Bush era – Yeah. And I'll take that over Belladonna. But the difference is, what's Anthrax's best
1: album? Worship music.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mean, Among the Living is yeah, among among the, the, the living is yeah. the best album. And Belladonna sang on that. And then, you know, and you, there's other, Stady 4, you know, I mean.
1: And, and the like, only other band that I think did it without a, a notice recently was Kill, Switch Engage. But they went back to Jesse. Right. So you went Howard Jones era, which I think a lot of people clamor for Howard Jones, you know. And they I did. think he's great. But, I mean. To replace him with Jesse Leach from the Alive or Just Breathing, which is a lot of people's favorite record of theirs, that's as smooth as a transition as you can get. Right. That's about as good as it's going to get as far as—and so that band, I don't think, lost many fans, you know? So uh, it's a tough call, but you think they should not fire Ivan. I think—I just think that you have to weigh out your options. Just
0: weigh it out because I personally would get very upset— if one guy was ruining it for everyone, mm-hmm. and that's and that is exactly what's happening here. Yeah, but at the same time, the message of Five Finger Death Punch has always been, "Hey, man, you know, like
1: bros, we're, we're
0: bros, we're, bros. we're a family." <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Monster Energy drink, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're dicks right now. I'm just but no, I'm it, just
0: but saying. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, but it's but but we're all, but it's a family thing. You yeah. know, it's it's definitely it's definitely like you know they, that. And when you replace a member that has been telling the fans. Mm-hmm. That five finger death punch is just more than a person; it's a family, and they're and they're talking about the fans being a part of that family. When well, when you kick, kick one of the one of the family members out, everyone's going to go, "What the hell's going on?" And now all of a sudden, it doesn't feel as tight anymore. Now it does. Now that message is diluted.
1: I think the fans understand if he's let go at this point.
0: I definitely think they understand. So I, I think
1: it's time for them to move on.
0: I definitely think they understand, but I don't know how you replace someone like that unless you bring in another big name like it would have to be like a filibane or something to replace him full-time it would have to be some it would have to be a singer with some notoriety Mm.
1: right I mean would you agree I no. I I mean I not really I don't think so I think like I said Todd Latorre was no one for Queensryche but like as soon as we heard the first but he sounds just like Jeff Tate. He that's that's another question we can have. Do you replace him with someone that sounds just like him, or do you try a new singer style like the Blaze Bailey thing that they're well? Work for when Iron you Man.
0: look at Allison Chains and you look at William Duvall, well, that worked out like a that worked out like amazingly. A, but did. William
1: Duvall is really. Uh,
0: but but the thing is though is here's the thing here's the difference though. Ivan didn't die. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's like, a big it's, difference. It's a, it's a big difference. You know, like Ivan didn't die. Like. Yeah.
1: And we don't want him to. We don't want him. No, we're, no. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not trying Thank to. Thank you for clarifying. We talked it earlier as like the Scott Weiland progression when he became a joke. It was like when, when that Vaseline video came out and he was like mumbling into a, and we all made fun of him. It was like, yeah, we we really need to not do that. We need right. to be supportive about these guys and be like, get help. And we need to be that way with Ivan because any which way you go, if Ivan goes on a solo career and he plays as you know, he'll be fine. He'll he'll be in a better place than like Jeff Tate, let's just say. So, anyways. Let's get to the interview Let's get to Trey Williams. Trey Williams from Dying Fetus. New album, Wrong One to Fuck With. June 23rd. Coming out here. And then there's also the Summer Slaughter Tour with Black Dahlia Murder. And Them and Origin. All these records that are coming out in June, because the the Origin one comes out June 30th, are going to be on that tour. It's going to be goddamn. June has been amazing. That's all I'm going to say with records. If you guys haven't pre ordered Dying Fetus, Municipal Waste, Origin, Goat Horror, Dudes. Get on the shit. Anyways, let's all jump right. into this interview. Trey Williams from Dying Fetus.
0: Brandon and Pete here with the Metal Sucks podcast. We got Trey Williams, drummer for Dying Fetus. Got a brand new album, Wrong One to Fuck With, coming out here June 23rd. What's going on, Trey?
2: I'm I'm working right now, man. Yeah? Oh, nice. Is this work? I'm, yeah, you? I'm at work. I'm at work right now, dude. But it's, it's all good. I got my time for you dudes, and I'm eager to talk and answer whatever questions you got. Right I'm, I'm technically working too. Yeah, yeah,
0: so am I. We're all three of us are working on separate jobs. Oh, <laughs> on <Yeah>. lunch breaks. <laughs> yeah, we would love for this to be the real job, but unfortunately uh, no. So that's funny. So uh, anyway, so uh, Well what do you do? What, what what is your what is your other job?
2: I have been working in the audiovisual installation industry for twenty years. Okay. And I'm currently working at the Howard County. Maryland Community College in their new science building installing a bunch of audiovisual systems.
1: Bang. Oh, that's that sounds good, man. That sounds good. So
2: it, it pays some bills, so it it's it's okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, nothing's
0: going in you, you know, nobody nobody's Making you do anything... You're making a porn joke? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you failed. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's always a good way
1: to go. So anyways, the new album, let's go back to music real quick, The Wrong One to Fuck With. It comes out June 23rd. How did this title come about, this amazing title?
2: Well, you know, we we tossed around a bunch of other ideas, um, but none of them seemed as strong as the song titled Wrong One to Fuck With. So I, I, I want to say, I think it was me who made the suggestion that it was like, you know, if we're looking for something intimidating and strong, why don't we just name it after the song Wrong One to Fuck With? And that's what we did. And it is definitely a eye-catching, ear-catching title.
0: Yeah, especially in And the you- cover art, too. Yeah. Is,
1: is definitely there, too.
0: Because, you know, you look at the other albums, and, uh, you know, it's, they're almost kind of poetic, like purification through violence, war of attrition, descendant of depravity. And then this one just comes along, and it's just like, bang, wrong one to fuck with. There is no middle ground. There's no gray area with this.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we just we just hope that it's well-received and people don't say that this is the wrong album to purchase. <laughs>
0: <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they just shy away from it they're like whoa whoa hey this album says it's not the one to fuck with we got to move on to something else <laughs> Now, let me
1: ask but that's you, up to the public right? Yeah. can you spot the wrong guy to fuck with in any situation or is or, or do you only know that after you fuck with them
2: well I, i'm sure we've all been in rooms with people that you just got this air of intimidation from them and or, or like this calm, quiet confidence. And those kinds of people, I think, are typically the wrong ones you want to mess with. It's usually some dude who knows how to handle himself. And those calm, confident people, when the shit hits the fan, they don't freak out. They just react. And I think that when I run across those kinds of people, that's who I go. And I I think in my mind, I don't want to mess with this guy because I think he's going to, he's going to be calm and collected when it all goes down and he's just going to mess me up.
0: Right. And uh, Trey, has there ever been a time where you've been the wrong guy to fuck with?
2: No, man. I I, honestly, I I don't, I don't really want to get into beef with people. I mean, if they, if they end up bringing it to me and there's no other way out, there's no, civil or uh, more intellectual way to get out of it, um, you know, y- you have to deal with the situation. But in my recent past, no, man, it's, it's been cool. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I, I think the same way. I think, like, Hans Gruber fucked with John McClane, but John McClane wanted none of that.
0: Yeah. He was just
2: the wrong guy to fuck
1: with.
0: Exactly. You know, he puts you, you take some tape, you tape a gun to your back, and then you handle business.
2: <laughs> so, Absolutely. And, and, and barefoot, you know. And barefoot in glass. glass.
1: With broken glass in your heel. Wrong one for the younger listeners. These are diehard references. <laughs> the, the movie. <laughs> the movie die came hard. out in 1990. I better like just <laughs> precursor that. So uh, this is your third record with Dying Fetus. Um, how has the writing process changed for you personally from album to album, as far as in the studio?
2: Well, well this this album is really the. That's not to say that I didn't have input on Descend or um, Reign Supreme, but the. Um, John worked very well with our friend for misery index, Darren Morris, who before he was in misery index, he's kind of like the, uh, best kept secret in Maryland metal. Uh, he helped us pre-produce albums all the way from stop at nothing on. And this time around, we decided that we wanted to take the control of that. So I learned how to work with uh, Cubase, base, which was the, uh, Digital audio um, uh, workspace that we worked on, and we purchased a computer. And you know, I I frustrated myself learning it, but um, that was how we decided to do the pre-production. And overall, I think that is the only real departure from the songwriting um, compared to the other albums, because John does a, a great majority of the actual music writing. He comes up with cool riffs, cool breakdowns, great technical parts. And Sean has always, um, augmented and added parts where John might've been like, you know, I, I kind of don't know where to go here. We just need a tech part. Um, and I don't want it to sound exactly like mine, a a new, I don't want to tread over the same tracks again. So he'll give Sean some leeway on that. And, um, just like with *Descend*, we had Sean do all the lyrics again on this one. So I'd really say the only difference is the fact that it all—I—I I, really—I got to see it all from the very beginning. And um, but it was a group effort by by all means. We we all got together in the band room and or at my house and put this album together. So that's how this one came together.
0: And uh, you, guys, you guys just wrapped up a tour with the Mighty Hatebreed in Europe. And uh, when you are packaged with a different style heavy band, is it harder to win fans or is it easier to win fans with Dying Fetus?
2: Well, we fortunately are not as pigeonholed into our subgenre as other uh, extreme metal acts. Like, I think an act like Marduk would have a harder time with a Hatebreed than we do, because we are heavily influenced by all of the subsets of extreme metal. We have hardcore breakdowns, which is basically what a dying fetus breakdown is. It's just a hardcore breakdown. And we have our grindcore influence. We have our death metal and a bit of, you know, melodic metal influence. So when we play with a band like Hatebreed, we look through our set list and we go, which one's are we going to keep the audience moving with? You know, so those with a tour like Hatebreed, we don't want to play our most technical songs. We want to play the songs that have more hardcore influence. Now, when we go to um, another tour, and let's say it's with a bunch of extreme death metal bands, we have to go and bring the more extreme songs in you know, or the more technical songs, because that's what that audience wants to see. But that's a a benefit to the way Dying Fetus has been influenced. It allows us to kind of cater a set list to the audience we're about to play for. Mm
0: -hmm. And have you ever learned the hard way where you're like, you know what, we're just going to give them what we want to give them. And then you're like, ah, we probably should have catered it to this audience. I mean, has there ever been a learning curve?
2: Never a a situation particularly like that, but we have noticed that you know, ooh, that song is just not going over. We got people just staring at us and not uh, not throwing down. So we'll throw it out. We'll we'll shift it for something else. Uh, But not so much. We've been around a long time and uh, we we kind of know what the audience we're about to play for is is gonna need to hear to like us.
1: Mm-hmm. cool so you guys just released your uh, second video for the new album uh, for the song uh, Panic Amongst the Herd and it's animated so how much do you guys how much say do you guys have in a video when an animator is creating that video
2: well um, we kind of wanted what it came out as um, the, the, uh, the animator did a fantastic job I, I'm, we were all very happy we only made one change to it And that was, um, there's a reverse snare hit towards the end of the song. And uh, we were just like, yo, throw that fetus logo up there one more time.
1: Yeah, Uh, I watched it today. Yeah, it was a a great video.
2: Yeah, we were very happy with it. Um, With that video, we wanted a disgusting collage. And that is what this guy does, and that's what he delivered. And we were very, very happy with with the way this video came out for Panic.
0: Now, when you... Approach? now Did you approach them with the idea of an animated video? And if you did, did you kind of just lay out like the idea, the timeline, or does it, or is it just kind of like you just told, told the guy, listen to the song, kind of come up with what you think is cool, and then we'll look over it right before we release
2: it? That's what we did. Right. We 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 were like, here's the music, here are the lyrics, throw us. Um, he he sent us some images of previous works. And then kind of made a couple collages based on the themes of the song. And we were like, okay, yeah, uh, we, like, we like that direction. Um, let's see what you come up with
1: cool man so uh the pre-order of the vinyl bundle you guys are giving away a sticker and a dying fetus knife (laughs) that's a new one that's
0: the very first time i've ever heard of it i saw it it looks (laughs) awesome
1: i'm sure it looks cool. now hypothetically and we are not promoting this in any way but if someone killed someone with a dying fetus knife what would the band's statement to the press be
2: that was their actions good call that was solely their actions um you could have gone to Walmart and bought a knife too. Like, yeah. And you're not gonna sue Walmart.
1: Completely, yeah, completely. So I was just thinking like I was watching some like ID show and they always show like the blade. And I was like, I remember when I was looking at the vinyl pre-order, I'm like, what if, like, the Blade just had, like, a band logo on there? And then, sure enough, you guys could win the knife. So it just Which, a, by the
0: way, is a cool marketing great technique. Idea. And, yeah. like, how did you even come up with that? I mean, was this something that you guys had been thinking about with previous albums? And then finally you're like, you know what? It's 2017. Fuck it. Wrong one to fuck with. Let's release this knife.
2: Um, I think it was a, a collaborative effort between Relapse and our, our management um, they kind of came up with a bunch of ideas, and they they gave us the ideas for pre-orders, and we were like, "That's cool, that's cool, a knife, that's awesome." Uh, <laughs> we don't like this and this and this, so we'll stick with w- w- what we dig. And look, with a with an a name, a band named Dying Cetus with an album name Wrong One to Fuck With, with you, you we're already offending people. So let's throw another log on the fire, and let's throw a knife on the fire. What the hell?
1: It seems like you guys are the only ones that can get away with it because of all that stuff you said. I'm like, nah, I don't think I don't think this would work with like, you know, a lot of other bands. But Dying Fetus, this yeah. is perfect. Suffoca- symmetry.
0: The band Suffocation's got a new album coming out here, and uh, they're going to give everyone a free bag. <laughs> <Stop. It's laughs> so uh
1: next question hey. yeah go go ahead <laughs> no it's, it's a ahead. <laughs> you saw the joke right <laughs> uh, anyways uh so g- this is a cool little thing i was looking up so Loud- loudwire has a poll on the most anticipated albums released for january of this year um there's like 27 albums that are coming out a lot of major bands you guys are number two on this list. You're only 3% behind the new Stone Sour record. And you're beating some some heavy hitters like Nickelback. But like, <laughs> right. which is, dude, that's a heavy, that I, is, I, I, a I, heavy know I know it's a joke, are, man, but it's a heavy are, hitter, They right? are a heavy hitter. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean, obviously.
1: But have you seen this list? And what band on this list do you not want to lose to? Uh,
2: I don't want to lose to Nickelback. That's you <laughs> go. <bigger. laughs> Right, but, you know, uh, <laughs> the way you said
0: that was I, probably the funniest. I don't want to lose to Nickelback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the obvious one, but there's some other ones out there, don't know. There's Cheap Trick, Rancid, Municipal Wastes on the list. There's a lot of records coming out and you guys are at number 2. That's that's pretty impressive.
2: Uh, you know, we're we're, you know, we're thrilled. Um I haven't seen that whole list. I did see that that we are on a list and we're we're at number 2. And uh that's a real honor. You know, we are an underground death metal band. And if we can be as anticipated as a stone sour, who is absolutely up in the mainstream of metal, then that's great. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm happy with number two. That's, that's fine for me. Cause we're not like, I mentioned earlier, we're named dying fetus. We're never going to be acceptable ever and we're never going to turn our back on the underground. And that's what we do. So if we are the most anticipated or the second most anticipated, that's fine. Yeah. But you- as long as the underground, as long as the underground people are the ones who are gonna buy it and support it and be at the shows which they are because that's who our fans are then that's all i care about
1: sweet and
0: do you consider that like a victory for you guys though like when all of a sudden you guys you 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 take obviously you take great pride in being the underground and representing the underground but do you take do you also take great pride in the fact that you are mentioned in these bands that are not underground i mean it's like they're just kind of almost pop
2: in a way yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um,
0: because you did it your any, way.
2: Any, any time. Right, we did it our way. No major label support. No major support from any kind of corporations. Oh, corporations don't want to sponsor us. Jaeger, Converse. Yeah, they uh, they wanted to do it, but then legal, legal legal caught wind, and they were like, "Nope."
1: Just because the name, we're right? not
2: working with those guys. We're not working with those dudes. When you know, that's fine. That's cool. You know where we're wanted and of course it's an honor absolutely it's great to be compared or just even in the same list with those guys that's cool man
1: so uh tell us how you got into your drum uh into drumming and, and which drummer was your hero prior to getting into music
2: you know i i wouldn't say it was an actual person it's the, the instrument itself okay I, I as a kid i i saw instruments and i was like that's cool that's neat. Look at all that cool stuff you get to play with. You know, and it just looked like so much fun. So that's what I did. Now, as far as, like, actual drumming influences, rest in peace, Bill Tolley. Absolutely. Um, Internal Bleeding Drummer Bill was an influence on me when I was learning how to play extreme metal. Kevin uh, Tally, the old fetus drummer, mm-hmm. he was an absolute influence. Um, Dave Whitty, uh, mega influence on me. Um uh, you know, there's too many to too many to to mention. I can't think of them all right now, but I would never say that there's any one guy that I'm like that's the dude who I want to be like. So if I'm influenced by anything, I'm influenced by the the instrument itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. So did you uh, did you know Bill personally from Internal Bleeding?
2: Um, we I got to meet him. Uh, a couple years years ago, uh, maybe about three years ago, and um, what a cool dude, uh, really down-to-earth, nice guy, always had a smile on his face. Uh, yeah, so I, I did get to know him, not very intimately, but um, we definitely traded phone numbers and we talked a few times.
1: Cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a tragedy that really struck. Uh, I think a lot of us when he when he passed away, a hero's passing, obviously as a firefighter. But yeah, we we. I mean, we'd like to hear more stories, so we'll, we'll ask about. But do, do you know any stories or anything? Um, you know, just positive to share about for his fans or no?
2: What, what, about Bill specifically? Yeah, about Bill. Um. No. I mean, we didn't get to to chill out all that much. Um. I'm sure there's other people that could have a much more entertaining. And uh, interesting thing to say about it, but I really don't have that much more to add to it. I understand. And you Sorry.
1: No, it's cool, man. It's cool.
0: And you brought up you brought up being a fan of the instrument itself, the drums. Um has there ever been a moment where you kind of look at other people that do, you know, emulate another drummer and you kinda of look at that as them holding holding themselves back like they're just trying to be this drummer and they're not trying to be themselves.
2: No, not at all. Mm-hmm. No. No, um, because uh, that's something I neglected in my um, early playing. Uh, I did not want to play covers, and I did not want to play like other people. And if you now, as an adult and a much more evolved musician, I I see the benefit of, you know, copying another dude's style, um, you know, taking this or that from another person's playing and, and making it into your own the entire rock genre would have like nothing if it wasn't for John Bonham, you know? So, I mean, there's, there, there's so much influence of other drummers. I, I don't, if I see another guy and I'd be like, Oh man, that's, that's this new lick. I, I, I don't hate on him at all. I'm like, wow, dude, you actually figured that out. That's great. Good for you.
0: What was the moment what was your very first I made it moment the, 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 that first I'm living my dream moment. Can you recall that?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's probably when we had already toured with cannibal corpse once and we got to tour with them again and the, the ad just like seeing the guys again there was it was just like hey what's up how you doing it felt felt like not like because i'm a fan of that theirs it was cool because i it's like i was led into the club i'm a peer now i'm not just another guy it's like hey you're another death metal musician hey what's up and like we're not even talking about music we're just talking about hey how's How's your house doing? Did you do that work on your house that you were talking about last time? I I think that's probably like when I was like, okay, I, I, wow, I'm 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 here now. This is cool.
1: That is cool, man. So uh, on the new record, let me ask you this: Do you guys uh, uh, what song on the new record do you feel you guys uh, took the biggest risk or chance on?
2: Mm Oh, my gosh! I cannot remember the name of that song right now. Um, maybe fallacy maybe fallacy if I'm remembering if I'm remembering the track order right, I think it might be fallacy because it, it, it's it's a lot more melodic than um, typical dying fetus stuff that uh, it. it kind of carries a melody all the way through even though we kind of change um the way it's played but it definitely has a much more of a, a black metal or not even black metal just a melodic death black and death kind of feel um to this to the guitar structure i think that might have been the biggest um standout in 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 the kind of way you're asking but we don't we don't want to mess with the formula too much it's, it's working and uh, you know we're not trying to throw a saxophone solo in there like that, you know thank god yeah you know,
0: hey, we're gonna have the orchestra play right here you know? exactly we're gonna have trey do a uh, baker street on a one and a two um now, now when you when you actually do go outside of your comfort zone does that fill you with adrenaline or does it fill you with anxiety
2: Uh, anxiety at first, but then, uh, after a while it becomes exciting and, and it's, it anxiety and adrenaline are, are, uh, two ends of the same stick. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's a sense of danger. And at first at one side, you're anxious and you don't know. And then at the other end, you are confident and you can be, uh, more confident in the way you approach that song so i think they're they're one side not the same stick they're different sides of the same coin
1: so uh just a couple more questions trey but uh so you guys have released two music videos for the album uh do you have any more planned or completed at this time or no
2: oh yeah oh yeah oh we got one coming yeah (laughs) thank you uh yeah. You uh, heard the other podcast I, I did, did. And, uh, we we alluded to it there and uh, we on the hate breed tour we got to see the material and we could not be happier with the work of the uh, Mr. Mitch Massey. He did a absolutely stellar job at making probably it's one of the most offensive things I've ever seen. <laughs> so um, I don't expect it's going to be very easy, easily found once it comes out because it's probably going to get banned off of everything. But, uh, yeah, we got another one coming. <laughs> we got one for, um, what's the name of the song, uh, Die With Integrity Die is with... the name of the song, and it is the third track on the album, so we've got videos for one, two, and three off the album. And Guy with Integrity will come out eventually. We wanted to open up, open up with that um, as far as releasing videos. But, uh, you know, I think we, uh, when talking to management, we uh, came up with a strategy of kind of ramping it up instead of coming out, boom, and then, you know, sloping down to something a little bit more ex- acceptable but of course we're dying and there's nothing acceptable about what we do.
1: So what is a, uh, another video that you've seen by maybe a, another heavy metal band, uh, that's you found absolutely like tough to watch.
2: Well, I, I mean, we, we wanted to work with Mitch cause of the thing he did with cattle. cattle, Yeah. The force, the force, the force gender reassignment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is messed up, dude. The- <laughs> and you know, if people want to say we're riding on their coattails, that's fine. But we wanted something that hit you right in the face. And the the guy that could do it was Mitch, and that's who we needed to get. So love it or hate it, it's going to be intense.
0: And uh, when a band is established, like when they've established a fan base in a lot of markets at a certain stage in their career – Do you try to win over new markets, like, let's say, Las Vegas, for example, since me and Pete live here? Mm. Or is it best to just tour in the established markets?
2: We don't really get a lot of choice. I don't know if, if the audience actually knows that about touring. You always hear from people, why don't you play my town? Why don't you play this town? It's because you don't have a promoter in your area that's willing to pick up our tour. Um, it doesn't mean we don't want to play a place like Vegas. I'd love to play Vegas. I've had a great time the three or four times we have played in Vegas. Um, I'd love to play there. There's just they're no there's no agents there's no bookers picking it up. So you know what I would say to anybody who wants to see us in their town is go to your local booking agent. And if you don't know who that is, just look at the poster at the bottom of the poster that's playing at your local venue. And it's going to say, put on by Dingbat promotions or whatever, you know, and find that dude. He's probably at the show. Find him and tell him, hey, man, you got to get fetus in here. We're starving. Feed us. We're dying. Feed us. <laughs> Feed us the
0: fetus.
1: <laughs> Brandon, come on.
2: No, what? <laughs> There's a play on
0: words.
1: <laughs> so uh Trey, we want to thank you so much for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast, man. New album, Wrong One to Fuck With Guys out Friday, June twenty third. Pre-order it now. With the vinyl bundle, you will get yourself an awesome dying fetus knife. Also, go to Loudwire. I want them to beat Stone Sour in this little contest. I know it's meaningless, but I'd like to see it. I think everybody else that's listening probably would too. Uh, it's a quick vote for them. And then uh, also, die with integrity. Right? Was it? Is that the song?
2: That's the song with the mega offensive video, yeah.
1: guys. Whenever you see that posted on any of their social media, you jump on that video right away. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like he said, they one. might be taken down. <laughs> but we want to all see it. We want to we hope that we can uh, all enjoy that. Because, yeah, like you said, the Cattle Decap videos he did, they're like next level tough to get through. So I'm really excited about that. I, I am really excited that he's got a career doing this, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, he just did. I watched what video? Uh, for John Shroom he He had one just come out the other day for the this uh, John Froon band. and uh, that was really cool. That was nice. that was that was cool. Excellent. So, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on your show, man. And, uh, you know, I think I'm, I've got a new show to listen to when I'm listening to podcasts. I'll be checking you guys out some more. Oh,
1: so, man. for having man. me. Oh, for sure. Thanks, Trey. And we'll
0: definitely have you back on again.
1: And we're going all three of us got to get back to work now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Thanks, well, Trey. Trey Williams, dying thanks. fetus. Thank you, brother. No problem.
2: Thank you, guys.
1: The Metal Sucks Podcast. Ever, man, yeah, so um, but uh, songs you heard first one is Die with Integrity without the video. So you heard how great that song is. And the first one is the f- first song on the record, Fixation on Devastation. And we definitely recommend you looking it up on YouTube. And I, you, it's you not do,
0: on you, I don't think it's on YouTube. Oh, it is I on think, YouTube. Oh, it is. You have to, but but you disgusting? go, Disgusting? No, no, no,
1: uh,
0: Die with Integrity
1: oh yeah, I, I thought yeah it was, I thought when you it was, go to
0: die with integrity but you do have to click the yes i'm over 18 button you know so if you're 17 sorry you're never going to be able to see it it's never going to happen <laughs> sorry i don't know what to do the internet's asking you for your age and i mean i don't know what you do i mean i always tell the truth
1: i always tell I was the truth, always too. telling the truth yeah when i was 15 and the uh internet came out and it says are you 18 to enter porn sites i never said never yes. why never. would you ever why would do you that no be no. honest with the internet.
0: Be integrity. Have some integrity. Die with it. Die with Die. Not, <laughs> only, not only do we want you to die with integrity, but we want you to treat the internet with integrity as well. But look, that's pretty much it for yes. the Metal Sucks podcast, you guys. Thank you so much to everyone that has uh, jumped on the iTunes and gave us five-star reviews. A few of them did, right? Dude, we,
1: I, 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 last time I checked, we were like 82. Now we're like 93. Yeah, man, yeah. We got one cool, one-star, but you know what? Whatever. Oh, he called us posers. Whatever. I, I've been called a poser my whole life. I'm sorry I don't have tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> 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 sorry, I don't have tattoos. I'm a knuckles.
0: And I'm sorry I don't live in a house that needs propane to heat it. Hey, don't don't
1: talk shit. What? The guy gave us a one-star review. He can uh, go we don't, we don't know what it is. But anyway, <laughs> the point is we'll talk about that later. We really appreciate all the people that go five stars. We got a great four-star review from some Chick Lily. Everything's great, guys. We really appreciate you guys taking the time because we haven't even promoted that shit and given us some words. Um, you guys are uh, – you mean the world to us. So thank you so much. Exactly. And, and, do- you know what?
0: and if I kick Pete out of this band mm-hmm. –
1: I would wait till you got sober. Thank you. I
0: don't know who I'd replace you with, but I'll find someone. Yeah, someone that someone. knows
1: metal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, thank you guys again. And uh, oh, next week, guys, we'll see you. We'll see you guys. Uh, metal Sucks podcast over and out. Fight the metal Night. Metal Sucks podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast
2: Network.